The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. What have you said to me recently? Recently. Rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. We're going to see some people who tell you they're on the straight and narrow and they're way off the line in just a little bit. Okay, so hang on. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday. Hope you had a great Lord's Day weekend and also time to spend together with the God's people and to be in the word of God so that we can obey the word of God during the week. All right. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see that we will be streaming in, or we are streaming in this area. The second video, it's got like a, when you hover over it, it's got a green looking play button. Okay, you click that, that brings up the live feed. Okay, Um, we're having to go that route now because Facebook and their um, 
anti-American censorship of quote-unquote medical misinformation. Now, that could cause people to, to die. I forget how they – it could cause injury, could cause harm to people. While they allow all of the shot information to go out, all of the COVID nonsense, the COVID-1984 stuff to go out, while they let that go out, they're, they're censoring people who are pointing out the truth of what's going on with that. Okay, just I, I want you to understand this is – we lost three-quarters of a million followers – some of those were paid for through ads and other, other means like that to, to grab attention, to draw people to the page. And people need to understand this is not going to stop. I had a, um, I had a th- thing, if I can remember, to pull it up. Uh, I've got so much stuff to cover today, and I really can't spend a lot of extra time today simply because I've got uh, an interview with guests we're going to play tomorrow from the U.K. Michelle Young, her husband, ex-husband, uh, was killed. He was a, I guess, a multi-billionaire. Uh, he was killed, um, fell from a fourth-story uh, building, a window in a building, and was impaled on some railing. And they basically stole all of the money, and her and her children were left with nothing with that. And uh, th- this is not the first time it's happening. It's continually happening. So uh, I've got to do that later this morning. So uh, with that said, be sure to check us out there. Bradley's also right above where we're at. You can catch his show two hours from Saturday, and then he'll be on live at 3 p.m. Same kind of deal there. You'll have to push play this time. It won't just be automatically going. If you want to subscribe to our newsletter, please do so. That's right above where we're live streaming. And, uh, guys, if you're on my personal fa- Facebook page, I won't be able to answer you in chat. That's the only one I can't answer there <laughs> for whatever reason. So just letting you guys know. Um, also, if you would like to help support us, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can become a partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. Um, yeah. And then I didn't pull up the store thing, but hey, just going to let you know, it's the Toboggins this week. Okay. It's the Toboggins. And um, <clears throat> I'll have the stuff in there because I was pulling up all this information this morning. I'll have in the archive this morning, sonslibertymedia.com. Uh, what that is, the link to it, and also the discount you can get for using the promo code, okay? So, uh, no, I can see you. I can see you just fine. I can't reply to you. Sorry about that. Um, So, yeah, I've got several things that's on my mind. This one's going to be a tough one to get through in a short amount of time, so I'm going to do my best to do that. I want to hit a couple of things just in case you have not heard them. Um, Tomorrow night, Joe Biden is going to put the foot down. Oh, See, he's got he's been emboldened by this court reversing the mandate the the shot mandate. Okay? And what we're going to talk about today has everything to do with what they're pushing on us. Okay? What we're going to talk about today has everything to do with these mandates that they're trying to push on us. And I hope that you'll be able to see that very clearly. Okay? Um <clears throat> okay, with that said, Here's a couple of stories out over the weekend. DHS's uh, Mayorkas, the guy over that, is working with social media giants to circumvent freedom of speech. Really? Are we surprised at this? No, because they've been emboldened because nobody has stopped them. When, When Donnie Trump had the chance to do it, he didn't do it. Now he wants you to come to his social media uh, platform funded by... A guy out of Wuhan, that's where the money's coming from, 
Him and his wife are all over Telegram touting their diet stuff and their, their stupid coins and everything else. While his supporters are sitting rotting in a jail, they're not getting a speedy trial. The violation of their rights is enormous. And what's he doing? What's he doing? Yep. See, do you see people how you've been played? If you're still supporting Donald Trump, I can't help you. I just, you don't want to see the truth. You say you do, but you don't want to see the truth because the truth would be too frightening for you to act upon, okay? Here he is doing that, and we're, we're an example of that. They say that we're out, they, they unpublished our page. This is not a temporary ban. This is an unpublishing. They unpublished our page for, quote-unquote, medical misinformation while they push the death shot, okay? Which they don't want to talk about, and which they won't let people put uh, information out and saying, what's well, missing context, or this is false, or blah, 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 blah. They're paid for, bought and paid for, quote-unquote, slack hecklers. That's what I call them, all right? Here's another one. South Korean doctors examine a Pfizer and Moderna shots when warmed. Remember, the Pfizer shot was the one they were keeping at, like, I don't know, 70 or 90 below zero or something ridiculous like that. When they warm them up to body temperature, they discover that there are, there's an alive, moving organism. That's what they called it. I know some of you who listen to the Sons of Liberty are not surprised by this. We've been seeing all this stuff all, all along. Here's another one. The New England Journal of Medicine. 82% of pregnant women vaccinated in the first or second trimester suffer spontaneous abortions. 82%. Uh, but that's medical inform- misinformation, isn't it, Facebook? Yeah, I'm still on a couple of pages on Facebook. Is that medical information, misinformation there, Facebook, huh? You going to kick my other pages off, too, for that? The criminal CDC now confirming multiple cases of myocarditis. You remember we had Dr. Bill Smith to come on and talk about myocarditis, two hours worth. Information packed. I'll have that. I'll try to remember to link that up. In the, uh, in the archive, if you didn't see that. It's very informative, especially when we're dealing with the children. They're now confirming multiple cases of myocarditis in children ages 5 to 11 who took the Pfizer COVID shot. And Pfizer has the highest death rate of any of them, like two or three times that of Moderna. But you're told it's safe and effective. No, it's not. And what they're still giving you and what they're giving your kids, if you're taking them out there for it. Excuse me. What they're giving your kids is not the fully approved one anyway, not that it makes any difference. It's not community. That's not on the U.S. market. They're still giving you the EUA stuff. You've been deceived if you're even contemplating that stuff. I don't know what. I'm having the sneezes here this morning. Sorry. Here's another one. You know, on the eve of Joe Biden going to issue another threat, going to put down the hammer on us People who are anti-vax, and yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I am just anti-vax. You can call me whatever you want to call me. You have no evidence. You have a lot of assumptions, but you have zero evidence for vaccines working in the first place. And second of all, that this thing that's fraudulently called a vaccine is a vaccine. It isn't. And that it is safe and effective. It isn't. I mean, I played for you. My goodness, I played for you, uh, uh, Walensky, over at the CDC where she says it doesn't prevent transmission. 
It doesn't even stop people from getting um, the convids, according to them. I just don't even think there is such a thing. But uh, there is something I do want to show you, though. And uh, let me bring it up here just so that you see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I put this up yesterday, one of these little memes here, and i uh, got to wait for it to load. Here's what they're setting up. You remember when Bradley told you guys in the in, on the afternoon show, he says, well, if they cut you off from here because they don't like what you say, what are they going to do when they cut your phone off? Check this out. This is what the vaccine passport is going to do to your phone. Your phone cannot make or receive calls, access internet, banking, or travel pass services until it has been updated. Would you like to schedule a visit to the nearest vaccination center? This is where it's going. It'll be cutting off all that, which, you know, I'm going to tell you <laughs> from a personal standpoint, I don't mind if somebody cuts my phone off. I don't have to pay for it, and then I don't have to deal with it because I don't like telephones. I just, I don't like them. Okay? But that's where it's going. Here's the other one. Um, when they're telling you that, you know, it's the unvaccinated who are in the hospital and blah, 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 blah. This came from somebody, Metatron. This is out of uh, Wales, if I'm not mistaken. Check this out. Surveillance of vaccine status in confirmed COVID-19 episodes and hospital inpatients. Okay. Check out what's going on here. The unvaccinated of all patients, 96. Then they break down the ages. Okay. Among the vaccinated, 625. They make up 92.4% of those in the hospital there in Wales. While the unvaccinated make up only 6.2 and one with a first dose, um, 0.7%. He says, a bit awkward for those claiming 90% of those in hospital with COVID are unvaccinated. Now, it's not awkward. They're lying. They're lying. This is not awkward. This is just, they're lying. There's, and I don't, you know, how do you take these people to court over their fraud? They continue to call it a vaccine. It's not. It's ridiculous. So anyway, um, one more. Actually, two more. And then uh, we'll, we'll get to our main thing here. You know it's all a hoax when airline CEOs say it's futile to re- require masks on airplanes. Now, this is one I put out yesterday. Or no, the, was it yesterday? The day before? I had it set up or whatever, and it went out. Anyway, uh, you guys have heard some of the airline CEOs, two of them. Um, I forget which one. Southwest and, and American told Congress that it was futile to do that. Yeah, it's futile to do it on the ground, too. Those masks don't stop anything. It's like putting a chain-link fence across your face to keep the mosquitoes out. It's really stupid. And then one more. Now, you're going to like this one. The U.S. government has a massive secret stockpile of Bitcoin. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, I think it's like 50, it's something ridiculously, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. You can see it here. And you go, what are they doing? Well, they confiscated it. They seized it. I'll guarantee it's part of asset forfeiture. Millions. uh, Millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. And they're going to auction it off, too. They're going to auction it off. Hmm. Just so you know, corporations do this kind of thing. They're there to make money. They're not there to keep the law. They're really not. Just to let you know. All right, so today's topic is, and the reason I'm going to bring this up is because we've dealt with Convention of States before. I've debated 
a guy over here across the line in North Carolina. They had me come in and debate the guy uh, from the Convention of States. He was an NRA instructor up in I want to say he's he, I want to say he's down below Raleigh. He's somewhere around where Andy Griffith used to be filmed. And for the life of me, I can't think of the name of that Mayberry. Um, he was from there, and I debated him several years back. Um, a little barbecue place, and there was uh, Gaston County Tea Party had that set up. And um, he's convinced that you write more words, that'll stop the tyranny. It doesn't, it doesn't click in his mind that they're not obeying the words now. In fact, if you go back, the latest amendment to the Constitution was 1992. Okay? Young college kid found out that several states had already signed on to the fact of limiting Congress from raising their pay and stuff, right? This kid went around to the states, got them to ratify the amount needed that the reforce got them to, to, to do that. And then you know what he did? Turned it in. It became law, became your an amendment to the Constitution. And you know what? Congress has raised its pay four times since then. And they do it through their shenanigans of language. But that's how they do it. So I've, de- I've dealt with him. I've been down here at the South Carolina State House. And I've spoken out against Article 5 with Michael Ferris sitting right behind me. He spoke right before me. I spoke alongside a lot of uh, John Burt Society people. I love those people. They're of like mind. Um, And you're talking about some nasty people from the Convention of States, man. There there are some nasty people in there. And, uh, and, you know, for whatever good they, they might do in other areas... They're pretty nasty on this issue right here. They really are. Um, with that said, Publius Holda, we've had her on the show before, Joanna Martin, she recently spoke, and I was going to play the video, but because of the interview I have to do shortly after the radio show this morning, I can't. I just can't do it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have it up uh, so that you can understand the concept of what the Article 5 convention is doing. It is a constitutional convention. Don't let them tell you otherwise. Mark Meckler used to tell you the truth back in like 2010, 2011 when he had his ConConCon.org site. And if you want to see what was really on that site, you go to the Wayback Machine. Just type Wayback Machine in your search engine. It'll come up. Go in there and put in ConConCon.org, and you'll see. You can pull up, and you can see he was promoting it as a constitutional convention. Now he's telling us, no, 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 it isn't a constitutional convention. We're only going to propose certain amendments, and they can't do it unless this, that, and the other. I'm going to show you why that's just not true. Okay, I'm going to show that to you in just a minute. So I'm going to have this up for her uh, so you can watch it because it's really good. It's only about 40 minutes. Uh, actually, it's about 35 after the introduction of the gentleman who brought her on. But she's speaking there, <clears throat> and you'll hear exactly why it's not a solution. It's more problems. It's going to be a bigger problem uh, than what we have now in dealing with the tyrants who won't obey uh, the the words of the Constitution. Now, with that said, I want to point you to her article. <clears throat> and her article is based off of a... Uh, roundtable discussion, I also have this linked up, that took place in Pennsylvania on the Convention of States. Okay, and uh, Mark Meckler was there, um, and, you know, it's interesting, so were Gun Owners of America and, um, uh, I believe it's National Firearms Group, I, I forget who it was, we'll get to that in just a minute. 
So at this particular thing, this this roundtable discussion, oh, firearms owners against crime. That's who it was. So gun owners of America were there. Firearms owners against crime were there, too, at this at this roundtable. And again, this is this runs well over an hour for that. So but I'll have it up. So those of you who want to follow up and you want to listen, you can listen to what they had to say. Here's how PH breaks it down. On November the 8th, 2021, several Pennsylvania senators conducted a roundtable discussion about whether they should pass Mark Meckler's COS application SR-152. And that's linked up in case those of you in Pennsylvania want to speak out against this. And you need to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to share with you why in just a little while. For Congress to call an Article 5 convention, in addition to Mark Meckler and his allies, two large gun rights organizations, Gun Owners of America and Firearms Owners Against Crime, were present at the roundtable. Much of what Meckler said at the roundtable is not true. Well, you shouldn't be surprised. You really shouldn't. But this paper focuses on his comments ridiculing his opponent's concern that if there's an Article 5 convention, we could lose our existing right to keep and bear arms. Meckler showed up at the round table dressed in gun garb and after dropping names to show his connections with gun rights organizations, proceeded through the discussion to preen his commitment to the Second Amendment. Except he's not interested in the Second Amendment. He's interested in limiting that, too. He ridiculed the warnings that if there is an Article 5 convention, delegates would have the power to impose a new constitution, which, among other horrors, strips us of our rights to keep and bear arms without infringement. And that is true. They did it with the Article Articles of Confederation. I'm going to show you that in just a moment, too. That's our history. That For those of you who don't know, Articles of Confederation was our first constitution. We're on our second one. We're literally on our second one. Okay? Meckler said that, the Chuck, that Chuck Cooper, a litigator for the uh, NRA, is on COS's legal advisory board and has written an open letter saying, quote, it's a ridiculous argument that there could be a runaway convention and we could lose our Second Amendment, end quote. That is a ridiculous statement is what it is. And I'm going to show you why in just a minute. I'm going to point to the Constitution and the Articles of Confederation so you know. A little later on, Meckler said, Professor Robbie George at Princeton, who is considered the foremost conservative constitutional scholar in America, is on our legal advisory board. He is. I didn't know who he was. Foremost conservative constitutional scholar. Beware when somebody says something like that. Just just beware. So who is Professor Robbie George? PH tells us. And who says he is the foremost conservative constitutional scholar in America? Exactly. Mark Meckler does. Now, remember, Mark Meckler is a guy who hustled uh, pyramid schemes. Um, what do you call those things? Uh, again, have, I'm having a moment here. He's the one who hustled those things. Robbie George and three others have drafted a new constitution which severely restricts the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Now, it's not a Ponzi scheme. It's something else. Uh, multi-level marketing. Let me put it that way. Multi-level marketing. That's what it, And all multi-level marketing is not bad. I'm, I'm not trying to down everything. Some of them are actually well-founded, and the people who get paid is more like advertising than it is a Ponzi scheme. Yep, it's multi-level marketing. Yep. So he, he and three others have drafted a new constitution. Don't believe me? Here it is. For those of you watching, there it is, the conservative constitution right here. They've already drafted one. Don't tell me they aren't trying to change things. They've already drafted a new constitution. Look at it. They're they're not amending anything. 
Ah. His new constitution says that Article 1, Section 12, Clause 7. Now listen very carefully to what he says. Neither the states nor the United States, supposed to be states, shall make or enforce any law infringing the right to keep and bear arms of the... Okay, so right there, it sounds good. Then here comes the punchline. You ready? Of the sort ordinarily used for self-defense or recreational purposes... So right there, you've got a limit on it. The Second Amendment doesn't have these kind of limits of ordinary use and crap like that. That, that. This kind of stuff is language that comes out of these courts and opinions. This is not constitutional. Our forefathers didn't believe in any of that stuff. They were always developing weapons because they wanted to defeat their enemies, those who wanted to attack liberty. And we can see the progression that that brought And a lot of those weren't used for self-defense. Cannons were not used to protect yourself from a criminal who's trying to steal your money. So this kind of argument is nonsense. Okay? And then it says, check this out. Provided that states and the United States in places subject to its general regulatory authority may enact and enforce reasonable regulations on the bearing of arms and the keeping of arms by persons determined with due process to be dangerous to themselves or others. That's red flag laws right there. This is what Mark Meckler is selling you, you Convention of States people. This is what he's selling you. But he's telling you, oh, runaway Congress is not, or convention is not going to happen. They're not going to write a new constitution. They've already written it. He's promoting the guy who was in on writing it as the foremost conservative constitutional scholar. And then Publius breaks it down. She says, so Robbie George's new constitution authorizes the state and federal governments to ban the possession of all arms unless they are, quote, ordinarily used for self-defense or recreational purposes, end quote, who will decide what arms are ordinarily used for self-defense or recreation. The governments will decide that. See it? See the sneaky language? It authorizes the state governments and the federal government in those places subject to its general regulatory authority to enact and enforce reasonable regulations on the bearing of those arms they permit us to have. Not that we have a right to it. They permit us. And what happens when they say, oh, you guys are just too dangerous. We just need that guns in the hands of uh, agents of the state. Unconstitutional federal alphabet soup agencies, local police, sheriff, those guys need the guns, not you law-abiding people. What's a reasonable regulation? The government will decide, not you. It authorizes the states and federal governments to strip us of our rights to keep even those arms ordinarily used for self-defense if someone in the government, presumably a judge, decides you're a danger to yourself or others. That's the red flag law. See it? Do you see how it's been set up? She goes on and she says, We live in a time when Christians who read the Bible, people who read the Constitution, and moms who speak out at school board meetings against pornography in the schools or the teaching of critical race theory are labeled, quote-unquote, domestic terrorists. Should domestic terrorists be allowed to keep and bear arms? Of course not. They're dangerous. My goodness, this doesn't take a rocket scientist, right? Listen to this. At the roundtable, John Velico 
of Gun Owners of America said, the questions that we're dealing with on this is how will this Meckler COS application SR-152 impact the Second Amendment? Because that's, as an organization, that's all we care about. So we need to determine if this is something that seriously could impact in a negative way the Second Amendment. Then we're compelled to engage 100%. Our bigger issues in Pennsylvania are passing constitutional carrier. And yet even though Meckler's board member, Robbie George, had already participated in the drafting of a new constitution which imposes gun control and thereby would rescind the Second Amendment, Meckler responded, listen to him, he's a devil. And I will tell you there are five million people in this country that are signed up for convention of states. Well, they might be because you haven't been telling them the truth. He didn't quote that. I'll tell you what, he didn't quote what was out of that constitution there. He didn't tell anybody that they wrote a new constitution that Robbie George wrote a new constitution with some other guys. He didn't tell them that. He isn't telling UCOS people that. The question was asked, will this help pass constitutional carry? The answer is, hell yes. That's what he says. That's his words. It will. And you can bet it's from hell. There's no doubt about that. Because right now, our activists are very angry with gun rights organizations in this state. And they'll not support anything that these gun organizations are doing because they're now sworn enemies of Article 5. But I will say, on Kim Stoffler's organization, they should be working with these organizations. Every one of these 90,000 should be signed up with these organizations and members of these organizations fighting for everything they, the gun organizations, want. No, it's not. And you see it. You see it right here. They're not doing that. There are some other things she wants to point out. One of the biggest, <clears throat> one of the biggest issues here, and um, and you can see this is this is the uh, the Constitution drafting project. This is you can see Robbie George is here, okay, among uh, 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 several other people who are part of writing this the conservative Constitution. It's neither conservative, and it certainly isn't honoring. Honoring God, I mean, see, they talk about, they use language like the Declaration of Independence to start, oh, they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and they, they do all this to sound nice, but when you, the devil's always in the details, isn't it? It's always in the details. Now, when it comes to the NRA, look, one of the best articles I have on the NRA, and look, I, you know, my, my son runs our, our little gun site, Called Guns in the News, and um, this was written by um, a reader and a follow, um, you know for a long time up in New York. He's a, um, uh, a, a attorney up in New York, Felix Bronstein. Uh, he was telling me about this thing. I said, "Why don't you write something? I'll put it out." So we put this out. Whose side is the NRA really on? Now, if you really want to know what the NRA is about, now they've done some good things in the past. They have. Uh, I don't want to take away from that. Uh, used to have those school safety things and the, the marksmanship and stuff like that. It's really good. But the fact of the matter is, the Felix goes through and shows you the story. He is linked to everything he says about how they have, they have relinquished our rights while they're telling us they're defending them. Thank God other Second Amendment groups came along and they started doing the job right. But he has linked up everything they've done uh, throughout their history <clears throat> in this article. I have it linked up so you can check it out. 
Um, this was the this was the message that I got from PH over the weekend, and this was dealing with my state. We we have to fight these cats every year. They keep trying to push this stuff through with new people who go to our state house. Meckler and his his crowd keep trying to push this through. Okay. Here's what she had to say. I cannot exaggerate the urgency of our situation. Let me show you why you must do all you can to stop the SC Senate from passing H3205. You people who are in my state of South Carolina, the Republic of, the Republic of South Carolina. H3205. You want to oppose that. Call your representative. Application for Congress to call an Article 5 convention. The first attachment is a flyer. Now, she, she has several things here. I'm going to put these in there, Okay, these attachments. Look at what they're doing. I want to show you this. They are counting up 33 states. They only need 34 okay, to call this convention. This is how close it is. And if you don't think God's judgment is upon us, you're not paying attention. Okay? Look at where they're pulling some of this from. All right? Some of them are fairly recent. Others are 1861. Illinois ratified it. You need to get them to un- you need to get them to, to pull that resolution. Okay? If you're in Illinois. Any of these states, you can see it. I'll have it up on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com in the archive so you can do it. Here's another one, 1861, New Jersey. 1789. <laughs> it's, the, it's right after. You have the convention. New York is calling for an Article 5 convention. It's it's this is it's ridiculous. 1901, Washington, the state of Washington. Oregon, 1901. Uh, several of these are, you know, the 19, middle, late 1990s into the 2000s is where most of them are. But they're pulling them all the way from back there. And they're pushing this stuff. They think more words is going to solve the problem. It doesn't. When has When has words ever stopped tyrants in history? Ever. It didn't stop. Look. Even when the word of God was given in the Old Testament against the tyrants there, the kings, did it stop them from doing what they're doing? Nope. They just kept on doing what they're doing until God judged them. They kept doing what they were doing. And the people are to be the law. They're the ones to bring judgment on them. So she's got several attachments in here. And this was put by um, the BBA groups. Uh, Nick Dranius, we had him on uh, Freedom Outpost. He wanted to try to go after PH after she laid out what was going on with the balanced budget and showed exactly what he was doing. And and the people see right through it when you see the comparison. They see right through it. Michael Ferris, too, had Michael Ferris on. They wanted to respond to to, uh, PH's uh, article on parental rights amendment. And they sent it to me, and I looked at it and said, gosh, this is a guy who argues at the Supreme Court level? All it was was ad hom against PH. Not a word of substance against anything she said. So I got it, and I looked at it, and I was ready to post it. His guy calls me up, and he says, well, we want to just check with you and see if you edited anything, you know, what would be coming out. I said, I'm not editing anything. This is your paper. I said, your guy argues at the Supreme Court level. I shouldn't have to do anything. And I said, but I can tell you this. As soon as I put it out, people are going to see exactly what it is. And I said, He's going to have egg all over his face because all he does is attack her. He doesn't actually deal with any of the points that she states. And he goes, okay. And he kind of laughed. As soon as I put it out, within 30 minutes, I don't remember. There was a, this is when we used to, we were not censored at Freedom Outpost. So we had 50, 60,000 people a day or so on there. 
And the people were coming in, and they were just laying it to Michael Ferris. And this guy who had sent the paper over was doing nothing but damage control. And I could see him in the comment section, and he wrote me about an hour or two later. This was before the email even went out. And he goes, well, can we get a redo? And I said, well, PH will get a respond to you, and if you want to do that, it's fine. And he goes, okay, we want to do that. And then the next day he's calling back and goes, well, if she doesn't show her credentials, we're just not interested. I said, okay, that's fine. You see, if you don't have the credentials, you're not worth the time to deal with. That's what these people think about you. What difference do the credentials make if you can't demonstrate that what the person is saying is wrong? And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. So here's what she has to say about South Carolina. We have a grave peril we face. South Carolina now has no applications for an Article 5 convention on file with Congress, but earlier this year, the SC House passed the COS application. I am informed this SC Senate leadership has made uh, passing the COS application top priority for when they reconvene early next year. That could give the convention lobby 34 states, and I expect Congress is drooling at the prospect of calling a convention so that they can get rid of our Constitution in 1787. Now, here's the thing. We've got Tom Davies down here, and I don't know if he'll ever see this show, but I, w- I sat over here in Charlotte to listen to PH, among other people, um, several years ago, and he was against the Convention of States, the Article 5 Convention. Guess what he's for now? Uh-huh. Yep. He's went over to the dark side. He's supporting a COS, Article 5 Convention. Tom Davies. Shame on you. It's hypocritical to do those things. You know it's wrong. Who bought you off? Who paid you off? That's what I want to know. So, she encourages us to stand against them. By the way, this was surprising and not surprising, okay? Because, again, Meckler and his posse don't tell people the full truth. The CEO of Palmetto State Armory in South Carolina, some of you may have guns from them, supports the Convention of States. Yep. Palmetto State Armory supports Convention of States. Maybe you want to make a contact with them and let them know. I'm going to be doing that today. Contacted them. Let them know I'm not going to support you. I'm not going to support you because you don't support the right to keep and bear arms. You really don't by supporting this. And if they repent of that and they say, oh, I didn't know that was a part of that, then okay, fine. I'll make a statement. Let people know. Get out of this supporting of the COS because that's what you're doing. So you say, and and let me make this point here before I, I point you back historically. Did you notice that what um, these guys had put forth for their replacement here to the Second Amendment, their Article 1, Section 12, Clause 7 of their new Constitution. Did you notice something that was missing in that? The thing in the Second Amendment that's necessary for the security of a free state, that's not in there either. The militia. That's not in there. See, I'm going to tell you, This really concerns me when you get Second Amendment groups who only want to talk about your own individual right, which you do have, it's from God, but they don't talk about the first part of the Second Amendment, which is you have those rights as a community 
to band together in a militia to defend yourself against tyrants. Would this would this even acknowledge that you have the right to gather with your neighbors, which is also protected under the First Amendment, freedom of assembly? Would it protect that right? Would it keep you apart, like they're wanting to do with your social distancing and your mask wearing and all this nonsense? Not sure who's paying attention to any of that, but there you go. There you go. So let me let me throw out this, and let me show you the runaway convention that happened among our forefathers. Now, what I'm going to do is, for a lot of you, you've never heard of the Articles of Confederation, and you go, wait, what? I thought we were on our first constitution. No, you're on your second. You're literally on your second. Here's what... Article 13 of the of the Articles of Confederation, this is what held us together uh, before we had the Constitution we have now, okay? Here's what it says. Every state shall abide by the determinations of the United States and Congress assembled, this is when there were 13 states, on all questions which by this Confederation are submitted to them. And the Articles of this Confederation shall be involubly observed by every state, and the union shall be perpetual, nor shall any alteration, that's amendments or anything like that, at any time hereafter be made in any of them unless such alteration be agreed to in a Congress of the United States and be afterwards confirmed by the legislatures of what? Every state. In other words, unanimous consent of any changes to the Articles of Confederation. Okay? So so this isn't three-fourths. This is unanimous. And then it goes on and it says, And whereas it has pleased the great governor of the world to incline the hearts of the legislatures we respectively represent in Congress to approve of and to authorize us to ratify the said Articles of Confederation and perpetual union, know ye that we, the undersigned delegates, by virtue of the power and authority to us given for that purpose, do by these presents uh, in the name and in behalf of our respective constituents fully and entirely ratify and confirm each and every of the said Articles of Confederation, including... That one from number 13. And perpetual union and all the singular and the, and the, excuse me, and all and singular the matters and things therein contained. And we do further solemnly plight and engage the faith of our respective constituents that they shall abide by the determination of the United States in Congress assembled on all questions which by the said confederation are submitted to them and that the articles thereof shall be involubly observed by the states we respectively represent, and that the union shall be perpetual. And you'll see, you'll notice some of the names of the people who signed this were some of them who signed on to the uh, uh, Declaration of Independence. Same guys, some of the same guys. Okay? That's from, that's from your first constitution, folks. The Articles of Confederation. Now, how did that change? We've got evidence that it did change in the Constitution we're under now. It's called Article 7. I I can't stress to you enough how you need to read Dr. Gary North's book, Conspiracy in Philadelphia. 
I'll see if I've I got a PDF copy somewhere. I'll see if I can upload that so that you can download it and read it if you want to read it online or something like that. Um, we had it reprinted. It was the fifth chapter of his book called P- Political Polytheism, which you can also get online at Gary, uh, GaryNorth.com forward slash free books. You can find it there. Um, so he doesn't have Conspiracy in Philadelphia, but it's the fifth chapter in a book called Political Polytheism. That one chapter in a hardback, we, we reprinted it at Nicene Council, was like five or 600 pages. So it's quite lengthy. It's heavily documented. And it tells you, these guys went up in, in the upper room, didn't allow any media or anything in there. I think it was of a, of a bar or something that was there. Um, and they put together all of this stuff that, that we have in our new constitution. And here's what they came out with in Article 7. Knowing, knowing that they had to have all the states in, what did they change it to? The ratification of the conventions of nine states, not 13, nine states shall be sufficient for the establishment of this constitution between the states so ratifying the same. How do you like them apples? The ratification of the conventions of nine states shall be sufficient for the establishment of this constitution between the states so ratifying the same. So you're living under this Articles of Confederation that says if you're going to change anything in it, you have to have unanimous consent by all the states. So they said, okay, that's fine. We're going to write a whole new constitution, just like we're seeing here, write a whole new constitution. And we're going to say if nine states come on board, then this constitution is valid and we can skip the Articles of Confederation. See how they did it? Mark Meckler tells you, don't worry about it. It's not going to be a runaway convention. I wonder if the people at that time realized what they were doing. I wonder if they realized what their representatives were actually doing to them. Some of the states recognized because it took them a long time to ratify it. Okay? Here's what we need. We need men like Jason Garwood, who we've had on the show. We need other men of that caliber. They have character. They understand the Bible. They understand where our rights come from. And they understand what those rights are and what they are not, what pretended rights are, like men marrying men or women marrying women or women killing their babies. Those are pretended rights. They're not rights. We need men like that leading the charge here. I told you before, there are things in this... This Constitution is not God-breathed. I've heard people say, oh, it's inspired of God. No, it's not. If it's inspired of God, it is perfect, just like His Word is. It doesn't need amendments. It doesn't need alterations. It doesn't need man's commentary or anything else. It's perfect the way it is. The U.S. Constitution allows for changes. Therefore, it cannot be perfect. It is not the Word of God. These are things that we have to take serious. We're hearing people like, uh, what did uh, Rush used to call him? The Great One. Oh, man. And, And you keep that title? Mark Levin, with his liberty nonsense amendments. 
Sarah Palin pushing that stuff, all those conservative talking heads pushing convention of states and liberty amendments, and it gives you no liberty. You know why? Because it's just what Matt Trujillo said to his, I think it was the county council there in Wisconsin. He said, you're using this COS, you're using the convention of state, you're using amendments as a skirt to hide behind. You're saying you're doing something when you're not doing anything. You know, we talked about this the other day. Well, we didn't talk about it. Somebody asked me, and you'll see the tie-in in a second. They asked me, they said, what do you think about people putting their hand on the Bible and swearing on the Bible before they do, you know, do anything? Or, you know, we had the guy, what was his name, um, Young, who was an astronaut, whatever, wouldn't put his hand on the Bible and swear on the Bible. I think his reason is not like mine. What does Jesus say? So when my friend asked me this, I said, well, here's what Jesus says. Don't swear by heaven above. Don't swear by the earth. Don't swear by the hairs on your head because you can't change them. Just let your yes be yes and no, no. Why do I have to swear on the Bible? What's what's the Bible itself going to do to me? It's not going to do anything. Whatever I say is heard by God. It's a yes, yes. If it's a no, no. If I'm lying, he's got, he's, it's not like he, he needed me to put my hand on the Bible to do it. And we come to this stuff right here, and i got to ask you, is Mark Meckler telling you his yes is yes and his no is no? Is Robbie George telling you his yes is yes and his no is no? Is Michael Ferris telling you that their yes is yes and their no is no? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Rex. I don't know what I said. Is that, uh, is that on the Convention of States or what I just said? <laughs> In any case, <clears throat> this is a very serious issue. Let me ask you something as parents. Let me break it down for those of you who still are in some kind of turmoil of this because maybe you've been supporting Convention of States. Maybe you've been deceived by them. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that, Rex. Yeah, we've done some shows on COS before. <clears throat> if your child violates the rules of your house, do you say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write some different rules so that you'll stay in line? Is that, is that what you do? Or do you make them conform to the rules that you've set in your house? No, you make them conform to the rules in the house. Why? Because you're the authority. God has put you there as mom and dad. The children are to what? Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Right? That's reiterated in the New Testament. It's a promise of a long life. Honor mom and dad. Mom and dad don't change the rules for their little tyrants. They're little sinners who won't conform to the rules. They teach them to conform and be obedient to authority, godly authority. That's what they do. Well, let me ask you something. When the federal government is the little child tyrant, and they are children because they're created by the states, we're the parents... Did the parents say, hey, little Johnny up there in D.C., little Joey, little Donnie, little Kamala, little whoever you want to pick up there, isn't obeying the Constitution, the rules that we put out? I got an idea. 
instead of spanking them the way it says to do, impeaching them and removing them from office and then prosecuting them, I got an idea. Let's write some more words. Michael Ferris actually told me, down here in South Carolina, he actually told me this. He said, Tim, the later amendments, they, have, they, they adhere to to a T. No, they don't. They don't adhere to that last one. They've raised their, their pay four times. They don't adhere to it. And what does that have to do with it anyway? Well, we need language of this. No, you don't need language of this. Everybody can understand what the Second Amendment says. It's not hard to understand. It's very simple. Militias are necessary for the security of a free state, and the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And arms doesn't just stick with guns either. This is why I can't stand these people who come up with stupid laws that you can't have a knife over so many inches or a lock blade over so many inches or any of this stuff. It's unconstitutional. It's tyrannical. There's nothing to fear from people who are God-fearing people who obey the law, carrying whatever weapon they want to carry on them. They're not a threat. It's funny. You put a badge and a uniform, and, a, and, and you can carry a gun around all day, and, and lots of people are not threatened, despite the fact they should be concerned. And the average Joe goes out, open carry, or whatever, and I don't look. I'm not a big open carry guy. I'd rather have, I'd rather have it concealed. But the fact of the matter is, people lose their minds over that. Why? You know, our forefathers used to carry them to church for goodness sake. They used to put their muskets up on the, you know, behind them at the pulpit as they preached, or lay their pistols up on the on the pulpit as they preached. Our Scottish. Covenant or forefathers used to do it too when they met in the fields to have worship together. I mean, for us not to understand this, that these are gifts from God, not to do evil, but to keep evil in check. That's our job. That's part of our job, is to keep evil in check. But I, I fear that what's happened is, is the people have lost sight of their God. As the Bible says, they've departed wickedly from their God. And the message to the American people is the same one we've been preaching for years. It's to repent. Be reconciled unto God. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who paid for your lawlessness. That's what sin is. Turn to him. Then we'll start to see something great happen. It's a Here in America, something that will glorify God. Guys, I wish I could stay longer and play some more of this, but I'll have it in the archive. Don't worry. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and we'll see you in the morning. It'll be a pre-recorded show. Michelle Young and uh, Anthony Steadfield will be with us then. See you then. Lord willing.